It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team and our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Greetings from Progressive Field in Cleveland, Ohio, where today the Houston Astros wrap up a three-game series against the Cleveland Indians. Indians winning yesterday 10-4 over the Astros. Carlos Correa, two hits, including a home run, scored twice. Yuli Gurriel had a three-run double. But the Astros saw their win streak end at three games, only their third loss in their last 13, while the Indians ended a two-game skid to even this series at a game apiece. Astros 69 and 40 on the year, first in the AL West, eight games ahead of Oakland, while the Indians 63 and 44. They're second in the American League Central, two and a half games behind Minnesota. It's time for today's pitching matchup, brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros, Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Well, it's Garrett Cole on the mound for the Astros today, and Cole has been outstanding, an ERA of 1.96 in his last 12 starts, 8-0 and over that time. Yeah, his last three starts, exactly seven innings pitch, one run, and uh, we know all about the strikeouts, but it's always nice going into a third game of a series when it's tied up and you get a pitcher of the caliber, Garrett Cole, and now with the addition of Zach Greinke and and uh, Aaron Sanchez, we're going to be saying that a lot. It's going to be really tough to win series against the Astros, but Cole's one of the game's best. And meanwhile, the Indians turning to Danny Salazar tonight. And Salazar, he hasn't pitched since 2017. He missed all of last year and has missed the bulk of this year recovering from a shoulder injury. So the Indians not quite sure what they're going to get from him tonight. Yeah, he's made six rehab starts, and he's got a good ERA in those rehab starts. He's only gone 70 pitches, so not really sure how far he's going to be able to go in this game. But what we do know uh, is he can he can pitch. He, he can change speeds. He's got a good split-fingered fastball. He can get you to chase late in the zone. So uh, I would imagine the Astros will probably try to get to something a little early. We're hearing that his fastball velocity is down about three miles per hour. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals in all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, after the uh, trade deadline passing yesterday, uh, teams looking a little different. Astros obviously no exception to that, but the Indians, you look at their lineup now, have Yasiel Puig, from Mel Reyes. It gives them two right-handed hitters with some power. It's an Indians team that heavily uh, relies on left-handed hitters and switch hitters. That changes a little bit with those two guys. Yeah, they're only 10th in the league in runs scored, uh, 10th in the league in home runs uh, during the course of the season. So to be able to pick up a couple of hitters that are right-handed, like you mentioned, uh, that have combined to hit 49 home runs between Puig and Reyes, uh, that's a big boost. And you take Jason Kipnis out of the cleanup spot. Now he's in the seventh spot. Now you're starting to look at a lengthy lineup again. Good thing the Astros are about to get out of town. Astros and Indians, the matchup tonight. Up next, we'll 
hear from A.J. Hinch on the Manager Show presented by Waste Management. A little later, we'll hear from Astros outfielder Josh Reddick. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh-inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. How about the Houston Astros? Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management for environmental solutions that deliver economical savings. Go to thinkgreen.com. Talk with A.J. Hinch before the, the third game of this series with Cleveland. And, and A.J., you always talk about win these series, and you guys are one-on-one one against Cleveland. You guys have been battling each other all year long. This is a good club on the other side, isn't it? It is a good club, and, it, and it, you know, we've seen them. It uh, feels like every, every postseason we've played them tough during the season. They, they always seem to be in there. You know, Terry Francona does a great job of, of getting, getting a lot out of his team, and they, they play competitively. I mean, even watching last night where they're winning by a lot, and Simber comes in and hand is up and ready. Like, they know how to win games. They're not afraid to use their players. Today is interesting because they got a couple new players that, that make the lineup um, look a little bit different, feel a little bit different, and, and, and ultimately, um, you know, kind of winner take all, so to speak, of the, of the series tonight. Yeah, I was kind of even saying in our first broadcast of this series that their lineup looked a little top-heavy, but now when you look at Puig in the four-hole, Frenmil Reyes, who, what's he have, 27 homers mm-hmm. with the Padres, He's in the sixth hole for this lineup. It looks much more lengthy now, doesn't it? Well, you look what 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 July does for you is is Jason Kipnis hit fourth the first two games and he's down to seventh. Yeah. <laughs> so I, it's yeah. amazing what, how how different lineups get when you make a couple trades and and you know for them they really change the look of their team. They're balanced now with a couple big big right-handed hitters in the lineup. It 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 allows for less matchup. We don't have a left-handed reliever, so it's not so much that. But I. I see opportunity for for Joe Smith tonight. I see opportunity for Hector Rondon tonight. Um, you know, unless Garrett wants to carry the freight and, and go nine innings. <laughs> okay, uh, I want to talk to you. You mentioned July, so July's over with now. It's August first. Mm-hmm. Um, does it feel good for you? You know, there's not any more the, the deadline stuff. Does it feel good just knowing? Okay, I can take a deep breath. This is who I have. Now we now we go forward. Yeah, I mean a little bit. I think I think it just I show up to the ballpark, you know, every day with a pretty decent perspective on where we're at. And yeah. and when what what happens after the deadline is yes, there's a lot of distractions going into July. Um, the All Star Game, the All Star Break, the deadline at the end of the month, that creates its own little challenges. I'm proud of our record in July. We've played very well. Um, we've been able to avoid. You know, a little bit of the distraction. Obviously, yesterday was a huge day, and I even felt like we played a little mentally fatigued yesterday after after the big news. But um, I, I think teams, you know, you, you kind of assess yourself going into the next month. We know we have a couple months left of the season, but yet that feels like a very small time frame. Um, you know, 50, 60 games and, and, and trying, to, tr- trying to win a division. You start thinking about where the playoff teams potentially can be. Uh, you know, but then you look up and you're like, you know, we better we better keep keep our heads here where we're playing. We got to figure right. out how to get Lindor out. We got to figure out how to play with the lead. We want to win a series. We want to go home and continue our winning ways. We had another successful winning month in July, um, and I and I you know expect us to have a good August. Can you touch when we talked yesterday? Uh, the trades weren't finalized, but in particular, Grinky, Biagini, 
and uh, Sanchez. Can mm -hmm. you talk about what they mean? Well, it, I, well, first off, it, it gives us a, a, a ridiculously strong rotation, and we already had, had a strong rotation. Right. But, um, you know, Peacock injury, a couple of young guys being, you know, Presley uh, nicked. you know, a little bit spotty. You have Presley go down. Um, you have Colin McHugh come off the off the IL and and not be particularly sharp. I mean, there's you know when, when you need reinforcements, um, you never know when you're going to need it. You're never going to have enough. And it's funny. Yesterday, I had a couple different speeches to the team, kind of kind of prepared in my mind. Is like, okay, we're going to address the team. Maybe all we did was get Martin Maldonado, which was something we were all excited about, but everybody was expecting pitching. We weren't going to get anybody. And then now, all of a sudden, I got to figure out how do I squeeze three more pitchers on. While Josh James gets healthy, while Brad Peacock gets healthy, um, the emergence of any of our young guys—I mean, we, we, we see it every, every all the time. Where guys now we have too much pitching mm -hmm. um, that we'll have to navigate through August to get to September. But um, I think I think Jeff did a tremendous job of of strengthening a team that was already really strong, one of the best records in baseball. And and now the challenge is going to be to keep our attention span on today's game and not. Um, we're not lining up playoff rotations. We haven't made the playoffs. We're not. We're not trying to um, set records. We're trying to win our division. So there's so no I, assumptions. There's no assumptions. Mm -hmm. You better stay humble and hungry. And and and. But boy, is it fun to to add the names we added sure. yesterday. All right, AJ. Thanks a lot. You got it, Sparky. Back with more Ashalons right after this. There is no better place to spend a Friday night than at Minute Maid Park. That's when we pop the top and light up the sky. So put on your orange and head downtown. Come early. Stay late. Because Friday nights in Houston are always big and bright. Enjoy Friday Night Fireworks, presented by ConocoPhillips. Take it back to a different decade or theme every Friday night home game. Get your tickets today by visiting astros.com slash Friday night. Welcome back, Robert Ford, joined by Josh Reddick. And the uh, trade deadline's come and gone, and it's something you're familiar with. You were traded at the deadline uh, with the A's in 2016 to the Dodgers. And I think fans and media, we just see a, a name on the ticker. But it's it can be a, a pretty uh, uh, drastic event for guys, right? Yeah, it can be. You know, after you've been comfortable in a place for so long and built kind of a home and a relationship with everybody around the ballpark, everybody involved in the ballpark in that stadium and, you know, that organization you develop relationships with. But, um, you know, at the same time, you got to realize that when you make trades like that, you usually go into a better team and, and, yeah. and trying to help that team win. So the, uh, the attitude does change as, as much as it does stink to uh, leave a team full of friends and, and family that you feel like you've made over the past few years. But, you know, it's just another step in your career and your life to where you have the advantage of going to a team and helping, helping them win everything. So sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But um, definitely a whirlwind of emotions and, and a lot of moving pieces in, in, you know, I say a 12-hour period for position players. You know, we don't have that luxury of – Having like the starting pitcher like a grinky move like we do where he'll meet us back in Houston, so we have to go right to it and get right to it. So it's uh, definitely quick moving, but uh, definitely exciting. What? How did you find out that you were traded in 16? Phone call. Uh, woke up to it. I think we got in. Um, actually, I was going to a golf course. We had an off day in, uh, I think it was Anaheim, <clears throat> and we had an off day. Me and an old teammate were going golfing. And I uh, got the call at like 9 a.m., told me that it was the Dodgers and to uh, not go anywhere and just basically my baseball stuff was already headed to the ballpark or to the uh, hotel to uh, take me and Rich Hill in a car over to Hollywood and hop on a plane with those guys for their off day to fly to Colorado. So off day wasted, met some new teammates on the plane ride, got to know those guys a little bit before actually getting to the ballpark atmosphere. So uh, 
beneficial and you know kind of stinky at the moment because you were in an off day <laughs> yeah that seems to be the part you were most upset about <laughs> exactly. at least at least at the time but yeah it's always neat to know that that someone wants you did you feel any pressure at all because obviously this is a team they're getting you for their stretch run i think so yeah i mean there's definitely pressure in there to be added when you're a guy like that you know and when i walked into dave roberts office it was Hey, you're our guy. You're going to be hitting fourth for us every day here. Don't matter who's pitching. So I'm like, wow, I'm hitting fourth in the Dodger lineup. That's pretty cool. Um, so I didn't really think about pressure much as, as I really did as excited. It was definitely an exciting moment, a, a big market team like that. You know, having played for one already in the Red Sox and moving to a big market team like that was just definitely eye-opening. And, you know, a lot of historic people have come to that stadium as well and how good those guys really are. And it's it's a show of lights out there, and that's definitely what they do out there. And it's, it was a fun experience for me. Obviously not my best experience, but definitely a, a fun one nonetheless. The cool thing I thought about yesterday with the Astros making the moves that they made and getting Grinky among others, was that uh, you guys were, for the most part, together to, to watch it. Uh, had the TV on in the clubhouse, and, and we're getting to see things unfold. And In many ways, you were, you were kind of like fans. Was it kind of neat to be able to share, share that experience with your teammates? It is, yeah. You know, we're, we're just as on the edge of our seat as most fans are about these deadlines as well, because we, we read the rumors, we hear about the rumors, and, you know, for that last 10, 15 minutes, everybody's just on their phones refreshing Twitter and waiting for everything to happen. So uh, I think deep down we all knew we, we were going to make some move. We didn't know which move with all the big names being thrown around, but uh, I think we knew deep down we were going to make some kind of big splash to where it would be like kind of reminiscent of the JV kind of a thing going on just a month earlier. But uh, it is exciting to share it with these guys because we're all excited and we're just one big happy family and all we do want to do is win. And anytime we can make moves like that to help us win, we're going to be excited about it. Do you know any of these guys? Are you familiar with them other than having played against them? Zero. I have no knowledge of any of them. Um, Grinky, I've just faced a few times, didn't really run into him and the other two guys, you know. Um, I think they I think they got up into that division after I'd already, already left town, so I know nothing about him, but look forward to uh, get to knowing him. Josh Reddick, thanks for joining us and uh, continued success. Yep, thank you very much. Back with more of Astro Launch right after this. It's Hall of Fame Weekend, presented by Houston Methodist. Friday, August 2nd, all fans will receive a replica Nolan Ryan rainbow shoulder jersey. Saturday, the inaugural Astros Hall of Fame class will be inducted, and 10,000 fans will receive a replica Astros Hall of Fame plaque monument. Get here early Sunday for an alumni home run derby. 10,000 fans will receive a replica Astros Hall of Fame jacket statue. Celebrate history during Hall of Fame Weekend, presented by Houston Methodist. For tickets, visit astros.com. When Astros general manager Bill Wood pulled the trigger on the Larry Anderson for Jeff Bagwell trade late in the 1990s season, the Astros were beginning their youth movement. After winning the 1986 NL Western Division title, they stayed committed to their veteran core and continued to age while failing to return to the playoffs. Boston acquired a veteran reliever who could help the Red Sox get to the playoffs. Houston acquired a Hall of Famer. Although Bagwell's bat showed Major League promise in his 1990 AA season, he was a third baseman. The Astros had a well-established third baseman, Ken Caminetti. Bagwell was willing to move to first base in 1991, and the Hall of Fame journey started. It didn't take long until his first Major League home run, April 15th. Caminetti was going. It's sky to left. Deion Sanders at the wall, and Bagwell has his first Major League home run. Oh, what a relief it is. For Bagwell, who has been pressing, who has wanted so much to help this ball club and get himself established in the big leagues, and that is a big one. Jeff Bagwell gets his first major league long ball, and it comes with two outs in the ninth inning to snap a 1-1 tie. The team progressed after Bagwell's Rookie of the Year 1991. 
By 1994, it was a contender when he tied the club record with a three-home run game against the Dodgers. Bagwell makes a bid. Could it be? Win at the wall. Three home runs in the game for Jeff Bagwell. Three homers in his last three trips to the plate in this game. Bagwell was the National League's MVP in 94, driving in 116 runs in 110 games before a pitch broke his left hand. But the strike-shortened season cost the Astros a playoff berth. They ascended to the playoffs in 1997, with Bagwell hitting 43 homers and driving in 135 runs. They repeated in 98 and 99. In 2000, they moved into Enron Field. In an exhibition game against the Yankees and Roger Clemens, Jeff got the first Houston hit. Up the middle, and... Jeff Bagwell keeps his nose right on the ball and sharp single right through the middle of the diamond. Bagwell's assault on pitching took him to his 2000th hit in Montreal in 2003, where the fans showed their appreciation for a visiting player. Sitting on 1,999 career hits, but looking for a big one here for this club. Bagwell taps it, slowly hit Tatis coming a long way, and safe at first, hit number 2,000 for Jeff Bagwell in the same place where Craig Biggio got his 2,000th two years ago on an infield hit. Nice reception by the fans here in Montreal for that milestone hit for Baggy. Certain amount of irony that Jeff has done so much damage with the long ball over his career gets number 2,000 on an infield single. Ah, how about that? Standing low. Classy move by these fans. Later that year, his 400th homer brought him into strong Hall of Fame consideration. High drive to left field. Bagwell watches it go. This is number two of the game for him. This went further out toward left center over the 379 side for number 20 and number 400 in his career. 400 homers for Jeff Bagwell. Now, earlier we were talking about Craig Biggio and round milestone numbers and start thinking about the Hall of Fame. Obviously, it's a fairly select group when you start talking about 400 home runs and a big ovation from the fans here in Cincinnati. Not to mention the boys in the dugout. They are standing and applauding Jeff Bagwell. A deteriorating right shoulder took its toll on the four-time All-Star. After surgery, he returned to provide a walk-off hit in September of 2005. This could be it in the right center field. And Jeff Bagwell wins the ball game for the Astros in the bottom of the ninth inning. You're getting pummeled down there. What a dramatic finish. Jeff Bagwell was the first Astro to win both the National League Rookie of the Year and Most Valuable Player awards. He set club records with 449 home runs and 1,529 RBI. He reached the 30-30 club for homers and steals and is the only Major League first baseman with at least 200 steals and 400 homers. Nobody will wear number 5 in Houston again after this 15-year Astro elevated that number into a special place in club history. And he joins the initial Astros Hall of Fame class in 2019, presented by Houston Methodist. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9ASTROS.